it's Warhorse and Warhorse's pal Boner. And we're here to tell you that you're listening to the uh, Rough House podcast with Marty and Kristoff. You know, Marty the Mangler and uh, Kristoff the uh, Jack. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. But I'm glad you're here. Glad you're ready to listen to this shit. Clean out your ears. Shut your mouth. Open your eyes. Because it's time for that good, sweet podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode 250. Oh, love a nice round number. Yeah, 250 recorded on Saturday, November 6, 2021. A, a bit of a early in the weekend record for your boys. Uh, I'm Marty. And I'm Kristoff. And uh, yeah, so I, 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 you know, should we still release it on Monday? Uh, I mean, we could put it out early. That, that's kind of the fun part of not being pulled yeah. into a network anymore. We can kind of just do whatever. It's true. Uh, Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the bullet fucking <laughs> dodged. And that is the extent to which we will speak more about it. Uh, uh, so uh, let, let's let, – let, uh, first things first, before yes. we actually start to dig into all the news of the week, and there, there was some big news. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are patrons and maybe mm. haven't checked it out yet because it was posted on an odd day, or those of you who have been on the fence, uh, Patreon exclusive came out on Thursday into Friday. Okay. Yep. Uh, it was uh, a delayed Schlegel soapbox because we weren't yeah. able to get with him on Halloween. We made um, it extra schlegely for you. Yes, and uh, it's actually a very special episode of the Schlegel Soapbox as we were recording the latest round of WWE releases were being revealed in real time. Yeah, Johnny Ace was earning his pay that that evening as we were recording. So you got <laughs> to hear our reactions, our guesses, our thoughts, our feelings uh, about these react uh, about these releases in real time. Uh, yeah, it, it was it fun for a really wild episode. Highly recommend you check it out, especially if you're not already a patron. You haven't necessarily dipped in. Fun yeah. one to jump aboard on. Uh, join yep. us here on the pirate ship as we do our thing. And that is the five dollar tier for yes. access to Schlegel Soapbox. Uh, Justin wouldn't do it for any uh, any lower amount. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and exactly. he keeps trying to get me to pump it to ten. But. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let us we know your know. thoughts on that at Roughhouse yeah. SGW. Oh, that didn't happen. And if you don't that like it, happen. at Send Ted Cruz. Let him yeah. know how how you feel <laughs> about it. Um, let's let's very quickly uh, dip our toes into this. Okay. The World Wrestling Federation for over fifty years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. So Thursday, Thursday, gotta cut all the people on Thursday. Got to get him out before the weekend weekend. Uh, it was the end of uh, official end of Q3 for WWE as they had yeah. their quarter three call uh, with investors at five o'clock Eastern. And then about seven o'clock Eastern, shortly <laughs> after said call, a call where they announced record setting 
uh, money, uh, mm-hmm. revenues, record setting yeah. profits, uh, uh, raised expectations for 2021 overall revenue and profits. They hopped on the calls. They got Johnny Ace to do the needful as 18 additional talents were cut. Yeah, from the a, WWE. a dozen and a half people will remember, remember the 4th of November. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, as as uh, as it was laid out, uh, I, I'm just going to quote this from the, the Wrestling Observer story about it. Mass releases have become a regular occurrence in WWE throughout 2021 as it made 13 cuts on August 6th, 14 on June 25, 6 on June 2nd, 8 on May 19th, and 10 on April 15th. So we got... Uh, an oh. additional 18 roster members yeah. plus a handful of front office staff, including the CFO who was on the investors call on Thursday. I thought they stopped using the CFOs a while ago. This is <laughs> <laughs> this was the replacement. They didn't like okay. the themes. They, right. they, they got rid of it. Well, see, the thing that's so weird is like this. Is, I thought this lady was a, a, a weird fit for WWE anyway. Because, she hadn't been there long, correct? Yeah, uh, she joined in June 2020. So technically, she came aboard before Nick Khan, which okay. might be one of her Um But she was the CFO of Etsy before jumping over to WWE. Huh. That's a... Uh, Apples that's and a, oranges. It's right a very different business model they have over yes. there. Uh, although, you know, if you want to count the Undertaker NFTs as something uh, handmade and, uh, and and purchasable online, then... <laughs> There's your crossover. Was she the one who did the NFTs for the, the Undertaker uh, NFTs? Who, who the hell knows? What I do know is uh, from the NXT roster, uh, Scarlett Bordeaux, Ember Moon, Frankie Monet, Jesse Camilla, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Oni Lorcan, uh, Trey Baxter, and Zeta Ramier were let go. Trey Baxter, better known as indie star Blake Christian, Zeta mm-hmm. Ramier. Uh, a student of Booker T's under the oh. name AQA. Apparently, she's going to be a hot prospect of those let go. And for the main, uh, hopefully, roster- more on the double A and less on the Q. If you, uh, <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, <laughs> you know what? If she is on the Q, she'd be right in line with some of her fellow releasees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> WWE main roster cut Keith Lee, Mia uh, Yim, Nia uh. Jax, Karrion Cross, Ava Marie. Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, Harry Smith, and B-Fab. Yeah, so uh, that's, a, that's a good clip. A lot of, you know, a lot of names that have been seen on the main roster recently. One that just signed a main roster contract. Yep. And somebody pointed this out. I saw it on Twitter. I feel extra bad. Was it B-Fab? Is that her name? Yeah, B-Fab. B-Fab. So she, you know, Hit Row got drafted to SmackDown, Smackdown. I guess it was. Mm-hmm. SmackDown. Mm-hmm. They get their uh, main roster contracts, sign them, and then she gets released and gets fucked over twice because now she has a main roster contract with a 90-day non-compete, not the 30-day that comes with NXT, which is just doubly fucked. Yes, not not a great place to be. Uh, In terms of the why for these people being cut, the official reasoning was given by John Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace, whatever you want to call him. Uh, in an email to the roster where they misspelled Oni Lorkin's name, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the official uh, reasoning was, you guessed it, budget cuts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and uh, according to Dave Meltzer in this week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter, fi- at least five, possibly more of the 18 releases 
were due to not being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Something that was ultimately confirmed by Nia Jax. As right. She took to Instagram to address the rumors and it said uh, Apple Notes screenshot uh, mentioned uh-huh. A, she was apparently on leave due to mental health issues. Okay. But B, uh, and I quote, had I been asked to get vaccinated, I would have. Uh, so she did confirm she was not vaccinated. And yeah. As I'm sitting here, Chris, and as you are sitting here, mm-hmm. we're both six months easily past our original round of vaccination. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are staring down uh, the options for booster shots. Uh Uh-huh. I would like to know, personally, why the fuck does someone need to ask you to get vaccinated? Oh, well, (laughs) you know the answer to that, Marty. (laughs) I do. But what the shit? Like, now, now... this is this has been a week wrought with professional athletes showing their ass when it comes to things <laughs> related to COVID. Yes, what I would yes. assume, and I'm being proven wrong on a regular basis, that these athletes who are so focused on their health, their wellness, their their you know uh, every mm. single element. Mm-hmm. Of what goes into their body is is highly considered, and and they they work with uh, an absolute team of nutritionists and doctors and everything from physical personal therapists trainers, yeah. to personal trainers to you know I, I imagine yeah, they probably have some of the the best primary docs in the world. Why are these motherfuckers the ones going? You know what? I don't know about that vaccine. <laughs> well, if if you're right, they will your... do cryotherapy. They will fucking hop a plane to Brazil so they can get yeah. stem cell therapy. Yeah, they will eat nothing that is processed. They will eat no sugar. They will do all of these different things. By the way, glucose, as far as I recall, something's kind of important to make the body go, although you shouldn't have too much of it. Neither here nor there. But you won't take a vaccine that's been in development for years to handle a multitude of issues. Sure. Yeah. No, but you'll no. take fucking horse pills because the bald man that's clearly on far too much HGH, not Triple H, Joe Rogan, yeah. said, you know what? The horse worm stuff is the way to oh, – God. Why are you trying to make sense of this? You're going to give yourself an aneurysm, friend. I care <laughs> by, too much by the about way, you. I, I for look forward <laughs> to seeing which of our listeners, if any – End up revolting on us on this one because you know what I'm just going to say it now. Bye, farewell. Uh, so well, long. I think we've I, farewell. I think we've made our uh, our stances on this clear <laughs> over the past year and a half. I <laughs> certainly yeah. hope so. <laughs> but yeah, if if your if your Apple Notes um, you know apology or statement has references uh, to aforementioned Joe Rogan, just fucking stop and go away. <laughs> well, well, to be it's fair. Just, Naya did not mention Joe Rogan. No, she didn't. She didn't. I, 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 was, more I was going more on the, the Aaron Rodgers side. The Aaron Rodgers side of things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, just oh, just fuck off. God. Just 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 fuck off. You know, and you know, with with the Aaron Rodgers thing, and and similar to the WWE thing. Yeah, it's not about you. You yes. selfish fuck. It's about everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's about public. Health and safety. Exactly. That's, Isn't the paramount – aren't like the, the, the first two things you learn in professional wrestling are one, protect your opponent, two, protect yourself? 
Yeah, and then three, make sure you shake the vet's hands in the locker room or else you'll be blackballed from the industry forever. So so much so you have to build your own company, which becomes number two. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's uh, them's the (laughs) rules. And if you break the rules, then you're then you're on the outs. Yeah, then you have to become friends Uh, with a billionaire and start a a company that becomes incredibly (laughs) successful. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I, (laughs) I, uh, you know, uh, Good riddance, Nia Jax, I guess is the the theme of the story here. I mean, look, she never really uh, – a danger to others was, has kind of been her MO. Let's put that's it that true. way. That, that's okay? absolutely true. So it's is it that much of a loss? Yeah. <laughs> I will say I wonder how quickly after those 90 days are up is Josh, Josh Barnett calling her up for the next blood sport because she's ready. Uh, she's ready oh, to yeah. do a work shoot like immediately. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, get extra medic on staff for that one there. <laughs> Some of the additional details about the releases that have come out uh, is um, uh, WWE wants more talents in their 20s on television. Uh, they're focusing on bigger, younger people with an athletic background. And in terms of hiring women, they want those who are 25 or younger, uh, which means there is now officially a, uh, a crosshair on all four of the horsewomen. Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, you really think that they would be uh, susceptible to that new mandate as well? I mean, they're pretty established. They're really the only stars in the female division of that level that they have. I would love to say no, but you got a guy like Bray Wyatt, who I know we were very, very mixed about his last let's call it year of creative mixed is being generous. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, I think we can both go on record as saying when he popped up as a fiend for the first time, we're like, that's different. And then yeah. it just kept going. Um, yeah. when you have a guy like that, who is a main eventer, who is not super old. I want to say he's in his early to mid thirties. Yeah. Who yeah. was younger than us, who was generating money hand over fist yeah. in merchandise if that guy can go, who can't go? Like who? Yeah, but there are other guys at the top of the card to to put in there. But the you, women, they really think aren't. That, that they feel like okay. So if you're if you're Vince McMahon or you're Nick Khan for that matter, do you feel like you need Sasha, Bailey, Becky, Charlotte, or can you go? All right, all of our eggs are in the Becky basket, for example. Oh boy! Well, she she'd be the most likely to stay, I yeah. think. Uh, you know, if if only. Oh God, I hate to. Say, I, I really hate saying this, but it kind of uh, just because of her relationship with Seth. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> you know the merch. Like you said, merch is not the most important thing in the world anymore. Right. So, um, and in terms of mainstream appeal, she got over pretty pretty well, and and you know certain levels of the mainstream she's not you know popping up on gma or anything like a john cena but yeah, you know I, hey she had a role on billions on showtime which is yeah, uh, yeah. although sasha was on the mandalorian so yeah but sasha also kind of has i i mean is she gonna get the x for not getting the vex uh that's an excellent question i just know she's apparently not going to be part of the next season of the mandalorian and uh, considering uh I, did you see the emilio estevez news last night uh, no. What's up with uh, Mr. Estevez? Uh, Emilio Estevez has been removed from the second season of the Mighty Ducks show on Disney Plus. 
because he did not want to get vaccinated. This is a show he was a lead of and a producer of. You were supposed to be the normal brother. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Maybe he uh, maybe he got some Sheen of that tiger blood, too. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. You know what? I'll still watch Men at Work. I don't care. That movie was fucking great. <laughs> hey, the original Mighty Ducks trilogy still holds up. So um, in, in addition to everything else, apparently the new plan for those who uh, are not top prospects and or established talent or indie prospects, uh, they will be given a 60 day trial contract. Wow. So now they so, can make cuts after two months. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think. For what they've been doing, I'm not saying it's the right move. Uh, it, it's a good move, but I'm saying it's it makes sense for how they've been operating recently mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that doesn't give a lot of time to get over. I mean, 60 days, you know, signing to NXT, there's a chance you might not even get on TV. So how are you going to get your opportunity to I, get I yourself guess it, over? I guess at that point, it really depends on what the coaches down at the PC are saying, which, you know, uh, it, it's time to get uh, really sort of tied in tight with Shawn Michaels and others like that. That's pretty much all you can do. Who else is down? Carino's still down there. Uh, no, Carino got called up. Carino's now producing SmackDown. Oh, is he? Is that yeah. recent? Yeah, yeah, that uh, oh, okay. that news became public this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. Well, good for him. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I guess. Was, I was like, uh, Steve. let's see. What's, what's his name? Uh, uh, Albert's down there still. Matt Bloom? Yeah, he's still down there. He's still the head um, guy. Scotty Tuhati, I believe, was down there as a, as a coach. Is Regal still around? Yeah, yeah, he's still around. He's still a scout. Is he on TV? No, no. They um, dropped that whole. GM yeah, they they, they dropped that because the the whole thing was that uh, Joey Samoa was supposed to be the new on screen guy, and then oh, he well. won the belt and quote unquote got injured and hasn't been heard or seen from since. Well, he at least got name dropped last night. <laughs> yeah, he did. More on that in a few. Uh, in terms of other WWE stuff this week, uh, it came out that in addition to Johnny Gargano's contract being up in December and Kevin Steen's, uh, Kevin Owens's contract being up in January, Kyle O'Reilly's contract is up in December. So All right. uh, the eyes will be on those three. As uh, the year comes to a close, I will say it looks like based off of his booking recently on Raw that Kevin Owens is in the put over everyone phase of his career. Uh, He had a a really great match with Big E on Monday. Monday's Raw was weird in that it was a lot of longer matches, which some of them were good, like aforementioned Owens, Big E. First time they'd ever had a match, by the way. Which Um, is crazy as long as they've both been employed there. Uh, but, uh, it it was, it was interesting because for as much as they had these really strong matches, even SmackDown had some strong matches last night, including a, uh, Drew McIntyre ricochet match where ricochet (laughs) got full on MDK'd with a punt to the face, um, (laughs) inverted. Yes. Uh, the shows had no momentum because we're heading towards survivor series and they haven't done the traditional like invasion thing. They're probably waiting to do that uh, yeah. until they start going home, which <clears throat> I don't know if that's this week or next, but nevertheless, well, the fun thing about survivor series is it's the one night out of one the night. year, one night, one where night, Ron SmackDown 
face each other for uh, uh, white power. I mean, brand supremacy. Brand supremacy. Sorry, I had my Vince McMahon brain uh, on for a second there. 2021 Toyota Corolla. They all, they all get. <laughs> you give them to twenty one. Come on, they're getting an eighteen at best. <laughs> no, that's what the Saudi money is going to. They, they're Bunch able to buy. They're able to buy Corollas for everybody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just it's it's weird because in some ways, Rod SmackDown this week delivered what fans, you know, especially the outspoken ones on the internet, have asked for, which mm-hmm. is more actual wrestling on the show. But it felt just so like. It felt very disconnected. None of it really seemed to have weight. It was was just... it the wrestling for wrestling's sake, as Vince McMahon famously said, was not what they did? Yes. Yes. That's okay. a, that's exactly what, what it felt like. So right. that was kind of weird. Um, Still not going to watch. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but in regards to the, the aforementioned uh, trio of superstars who may or may not be uh, out the door come contract expiration – uh, I would like to formally implore uh, Mr. Tony Khan to not <laughs> sign Johnny Gargano to a uh, to a deal. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> there's there's enough short nerds on the uh, AEW roster as is that we don't we don't need uh, we don't need one more. Uh, Kevin Owens, however, better be on speed dial. So yes. let's fucking go. And I'm that. just gonna say uh, Keith Lee and Mia Yim would be a nice one two punch for them. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I think Keith Lee could get over real big in AEW. I, I think uh, Keith Lee is is a perfect example of the type of guy that AEW loves to have, which is yeah. showed promise but did not get to deliver. Right. Um. I I I think he would be an excellent addition because you know yeah they have some bigger guys, but I I feel like God, can you imagine Keith Lee versus Miro? I mean, yes, I want it very that, much. That would be that'd be amazing. Uh, and even it, it, hell, you could just run back uh, Keith Lee pouncing Adam Cole into and through things for a few weeks. Yeah, I'm, hell, I'm here for that. Hell, make that the way he debuts. Instead of CM Punk <laughs> just, crowd surfing, just launch Adam Cole into the crowd at some go. dynamite taping. Let's I'm let's do the thing. Um, in terms of other things from the week, uh, some talents who are currently on the market to get rehired. Uh, unfortunately, suffered injuries uh, as both Ring of Honor's Danhausen and MLW's Mance Warner uh, broke their tibia and fibia both at the same indie show last In week. In Tennessee, of all places. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that's a major bomber. So I sent you, um, or I told I was, I was texting you yesterday about this. Danhausen, you know, very much beloved on the IWC uh, and within, you know the indie wrestling scene as well. Uh, I believe it was Sue Young who started the yes. GoFundMe for yes. him uh, with a $25,000 goal. As of the beginning of this recording, that goal has is uh, has been reached. Yes. It's at $36,000 for a fund me, GoFundMe for Danhausen. I have not found a GoFundMe for Mance Warner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tough times for Mance. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel bad to, to him. So, but I had a, a more of a, a generalized question. How couldn't he? I mean, Dan House is Canadian, okay? Yes. Uh, yes. So he's getting all his treatment in the U.S. Yes. Why couldn't he just drive up to Canada and get his treatment in Canada? I, I don't know enough to say. 
and not need. I don't. I mean, I mean, I, you I, may I, not be able to fly with a broken leg. I I, I understand. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I but, I seem to remember when. Um, I, God, is that the thing? I don't know if that's what killed him, but I seem to recall. Uh, uh, what's his name? Chris Candido. He wasn't allowed to fly after he broke his ankle because they were concerned about uh, clotting. Uh, yeah, like an oxygen bubble appearing yeah. in his, his uh, in his bloodline, killing him. I don't know if that's actually what killed him, but I feel like it was something like that. It um, may have had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, Tennessee to Toronto, may, maybe you know, under a day's drive, I would say, yeah, uh, or maybe about a day. You know, could you could you have the ER just s- splint you up? And then, you know, right. catch a, you know, drive up, uh, I don't know. Catch I'm a just... mega bus up to Toronto. <laughs> well, I don't know. Definitely don't want to do a mega 47 bus. 47 to... hours later, you find yourself in <laughs> New Jersey. You're like, yeah. how did, how did this happen? Uh, God, uh, never again. <laughs> rough house road trips always go great. Um, but yeah, that, that seemed a bit odd yeah. to me, but yeah. you know, uh, whatever. I, look, I, I, I can't say cause I don't know. Um, but hey, on on a good news side of things, where you know you get to see people succeed, uh, which is always nice. Uh, speedball Mike Bailey, indie yeah. star based out of Canada, who uh, looked like he was going to uh, become a, a huge star here in the states, then got popped by Border Patrol, so he would not be allowed to enter the states. Uh, he, after having a dalliance with WWE, which ultimately fell through, he got signed this past weekend by Impact Wrestling. I think that's a great pickup for them. Very, very good to see. So I guess he's allowed into the States again. Is that a, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his embargo it, it has been lifted. A, it was a five year deal. Uh, wow. He could not come back into the country and was he uh, just smuggling some weed in. Is that what it was? No, no, no. He, it, the problem was he was smuggling himself in. Yeah. That he was, uh. that he was <laughs> coming to the States for employment without a visa. Ah, uh, yeah. They don't, uh, having, yeah. having done a show or two in Canada, the border process is ridiculous. Yeah, that doesn't. That's a bummer. Well, now he, you know, uh, maybe Veda Scott will show up there. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I'd love it. They just had her as well. Uh, they just had her do commentary <clears throat> on the uh, what's it, knockouts, knockdown, or whatever the hell the women's only show they did was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I'd love to see them both there. And again, I think it's a really great pickup for them. And presumably, they're figuring out the whole visa thing for him, which is sure. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm sure that has some some help there. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other big impact uh, news. Of uh, the Minoru week. Suzuki popped up oh, yeah? on uh, Impact this week. It was taped before he headed back to Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be having a one on one match with Josh Alexander. Uh, all indications for the taping reports is it was very good, which. Really not a big surprise. Josh no. Alexander, another guy who's going to be on the free agent market come 2022. Oh, really? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if he stays uh, with the girl what brought him the dance or if he uh, looks at some other suitors. We interesting. will have to see. Um, on that note, let's talk about another guy whose contract is coming up and the company is a part of. Me a minute to realize who you were talking about there. Juice Robinson going to be on the free market in January. <sighs> eh, okay. Do you think he goes anywhere? <laughs> um, I mean, he's he's fine. 
Yeah, I got I got no beef with Juice. I'm no, also no, no, not I, like, oh, I can't miss this Juice Robinson he's match. He's very entertaining. Like when he, he went to the New Japan US shows, God, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the highlights. Just he's he's a really great star. <clears throat> he knows how to get himself over. He can cut a promo for yes. days. Um, I don't know where he lands though. Like it, it, it's different when there was a Ring of Honor that it felt like okay. Yeah. The, and same can be said for the 18 talents who found themselves, you know, uh, out of the wrestling business this week. Right. When now you have AEW and Impact and kind of New Japan as the only options. I don't really know. Like I can't. Not that I can't see Juice in an AEW ring. I don't know what he would bring to the table. To stand out. To, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, uh, and, and I know they're not quite the same guy, but like, what does he bring that a Joey Janela doesn't like in, in terms of, I'm, I'm trying to think of guys who have a similar uh, charisma and in ring style and, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. I, there's not really like a character there. He's yeah. just the flamboyant, depending on how he dresses that day. And he's changed up his look a lot over the years yeah. in New Japan. I feel like Japan's a good fit for him. <clears throat> you know, he's got the the tag team when Dave Finley's over there. Yeah. You also got to uh, wonder if he wants to stay in the States because he's now engaged to uh, Tony Storm. God bless him, man. Whew. Yeah. <sighs> Jealous. Um, You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, lets his contract expire, does a tour on the indies, you know. Hangs just, out, just sows his oats for a little bit. Yeah, maybe maybe jumps around a little bit. Does a does an appearance here. I mean, he did a couple appearances in Impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He New and Japan uh, David recently. Had yeah, basically been regulars for them. So you know, maybe that was a, a good way to open a door over there. Yeah, you know, like I said, wherever he sh- ends up, good on him. Um, yeah. Am I going to go out of my way to see his matches? Probably not. But you know, if I do end up seeing one, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. It's just. You know, he's 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 good, but there's a yeah. lot of good out there. Yeah. And totally. I, you know, with limited time, you have to kind of focus in on the great. Sorry. Sorry, Juicy. Yeah, totally. Totally. The juice agree. will be loose <laughs> all over Tony Storm's back. <laughs> oh, oh sorry. Sorry. buddy. Sorry. Buddy. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, also, New <laughs> Japan, uh, things might get a little bit brighter and better. Some restrictions are starting to be lifted in Japan. I'm not sure the exact date. It sounds like uh, because you got to watch some of Power Struggle this morning. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Uh, but in yeah. terms of live attendance, uh, basically the the easiest way to explain it, because there's different levels of how it works. But you can do 50% capacity and allow cheering. Yeah. Or you can do 100% capacity but not allow cheering. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going fifty all day, every day. There, considering what they've been drawing, yeah, uh, I I think it's what they would need to sort of get people fully invested again. Actually, yeah. here cheering and booing, and maybe they'll learn that Dick Togo and the uh, the Bullet Club are not really getting over. Right oh, are you now. talking about the new trios champions? Is that uh, who yeah, you're talking Jesus about right now? Christ. <laughs> um, but the house of uh, house of the evil. What the fuck are they calling themselves? Oh, I, I still don't know. I, I keep forgetting that corny name. Uh, it is the house Boogaboo. of something. House of horror. Horror. I don't fucking know. It is house of torture. 
Yeah, that's fucking House lame. House of Torture is their name. That yes. is, that it's is not, super fucking lame. It's not good. Don't don't yeah. care for it. Not a fan. Uh, the other thing worth noting is the uh, quarantine period has dropped considerably. Yeah. It used to be a 10-day period of quarantine before you're allowed to do something. Now, if you're vaccinated, you have a three-day quarantine, which means we might see some gaijin interested in actually just like hanging out in a hotel room for three days before they get to work a match versus, you know, a week and a half. I could see one Brian Danielson being very willing to sit in a hotel room for three days to get a match at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, It's certainly (laughs) starting to look that way. More on that in a few. But we did have power struggle uh, in the wee hours of this morning. Chris, you got to watch some of it. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, Uh, I'll I'll just run through some of the the matches. You can tell me if you saw it or not. Um, so, uh, kicked off with Suzuki Gun of Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki defeating the young lions of Ryohei Aiwa and Kosei Fujita. Sure. Uh, we had the bullet. That was a match. Yes. That happened. We had the bullet club of Tangaloa, Jado, and Gato against Tiger Mask, Togi Makabe, and Hanma. Bullet club won that one. Wow, I didn't even. I, I must have really. I just fast forwarded through that whole match. I didn't even know what happened. Okay, we had next. The Lij trio of Sonata, Hiromu, and Bushi take on the New Japan Dads of uh, <coughs> Yuji Nagata, Rusuke Taguchi, and the youngin Master Wado. Lij won that. <laughs> one. Master Wado's already in dad mode. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's already regulated to the dad division. That's a not a good career trajectory for old Master Wado. Yeah, uh, never open weight six man tag championship. The aforementioned House of Torture of Evil, Yujiro Takashi and Show, winning the belts, defeating the Chaos Trio of Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi. Did you watch this one? Uh, I skipped through it and saw. Um, uh, Yoshihashi eats everything is evil for the for the L um, and then they were beating him down and then Yo came out and started beating up on the house of torture so gotcha. maybe Yo versus show at one of the nights of Wrestle Kingdom oh. that sounds awesome to me what I will say the wrestling observer report describes it as quote this match was long and not very good <laughs> well, Dick Togo's involved, so what do you? Yeah. You know, there's probably some some uh, some some cock and ball torture. We uh, had the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 uh, 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 provisional award. champion. Oh, was this the last match of the year? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. uh, but it was an a- amateur wrestling rules match where Toriano uh, retained against Great Okan. Did you catch? Okan came out in a singlet. Yeah, they both did. They both did. Yeah. Um, I I think. It's kind of a mistake for Okan to go full comedy this early because he was kind of <laughs> establishing himself as, you know, a big man killer throughout, uh, you know, the 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 summer there. So uh, kind of a bummer to, to to see that he did kind of lay into or lean into it. Um, I kind of skipped ahead through. It was just a bunch of, you know, amateur wrestling tosses and stuff. I'm sure there was other shenanigans that I missed in the fast forward, but wasn't too invested in this one. Yeah, unfortunately, we did not get the uh, stipulation that Okan wanted, which was a kiss my foot match oh yeah no that's very <laughs> gross no thank you we have a new iwgp junior heavyweight champion as el desperado defeated robbie eagles to win the belt i did watch this one um this was a match of guys just beating the fuck out of each other's knees uh, <laughs> it was, it, both guys were working each other's knees there was a uh, you know a uh, couple good uh high fly junior topes and, and things of that nature um but and you know the, the typical new japan style of building up to a lot of reversals and <laughs> into the finish um but there was you know some submission attempts in there as well um you know fair amount of 
a time in the stretch muffler or whatever Despy calls his stretch muffler. Um, and then, yeah, he ended up, he had like the stretch muffler, but then also locked both arms of Eagles behind him. So he had to verbally submit. Um, nice. and that was, uh, the, that was the end there, but yeah, solid match. Nice. Nice. And uh, I, of course, very happy to see Despy with gold again. L- yeah, yeah. And he had the, uh, the black and gold, uh, mask, Ooh. which I love. Nice. Um, so that kind of hints me on that something might happen here. I mean, I love the black and white one; it rules. But the black and gold one for special occasions, you kind of had a had a feeling what was going to happen there. We have a new IWGP <laughs> United States Heavyweight Champion as Kenta defeated the Ace Hiroshi Tanahashi. I feel like these guys have wrestled a million times in the past two years. Um, <laughs> but, and I skipped through this match a little bit, but I did see a couple of the uh, uh, high spots: uh, sling blade on the outside. At one point, Tanahashi just a fucking insane machine. He, uh, Kenta set up a table, but event, you know how it is. You set it up, you're going through it. So then, exactly. uh, a high fly flow from the top rope to the table on the outside Christ. onto Kenta. I'm like, you're fucking insane. Tana Does he Hashi. have knees at this point? <clears throat> uh, no, I think, th- I think it's just a lot of rubber bands. Um, uh, <laughs> And maybe some electrical tape that's holding them all together at this point. Uh, but yeah, um, he there was an exposed turnbuckle. Kenta shoved Tanahashi into it head first, and then picked him up for a GTS, which it hit okay. Not you know <laughs> it, the GTSs for both Punk and Kenta are kind of hit or miss. This one was more on the miss than the hit, but uh, enough to to put the ace away. And you know Kenta picks up the U.S. title. Right, and then which he had have... been chasing for a while. Yes, uh, yeah, he he'd, he'd been uh, God since uh, the match since with Mox. Yeah. yeah, so we're looking at was that beginning of the year? God, it was. Well, yeah, it was towards the beginning of the year because he won the briefcase, the tournament, in yeah. uh, on New Japan Strong yeah. to get the title shot. Yeah, so yeah, this is this has been almost a year long chase for him. So, God damn. Uh, <clears throat> for the Tokyo Dome right to challenge, Okada retained it against Tama Tonga. I kind of skipped ahead, skipped through this one because I don't really care much about Tama Tonga. But yeah. uh, he, and the, from what I saw, he kind of seems like a dumb wrestler because every time he would like, <laughs> just like in kayfabe, because yeah. every time he would, um, you know, he'd shoot himself across the ropes, and every time he would eat a drop kick. Yeah. Uh, I was like, stop shooting yourself against the ropes because you're going to get drop kicked, you fucking big dummy. Um, but there, you know, there was a lot of. Uh, reversals towards the end of going for the uh the gun stunner which was mm-hmm. moved into a you know attempt to the rainmaker and so on and so forth um you know he jumped on uh i think t- the finishing sequence he jumped on okada's back okada turned it uh p- picked him up and turned him around into a tombstone and then there was there was a a rainmaker hit and tomatonga did his best to try and um you know do the 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 small indie guy flip yourself over on a rainmaker but he's a he's a big lanky dude so he didn't quite get the full rotation but uh oh. rainmaker was enough for the uh for the for the win there so okada keeps his right to challenge for the Tokyo Dome and the main event was Shingo Takagi successfully defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Zack Sabre Jr. <clears throat> I, I saw no other result here yeah. uh, for this main event, but I wanted to know how the match was. Did you check um, out this one? Spoiler alert. Yeah, obviously. Uh, spoiler alert. This one fucking ruled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's the big bruiser brute style of Shingo against the, you know, the wily submissions of and Matt wrestling of Zack Sabre. Um, but what was most shocking is that each guy 
held their own with the other style. Like Zack Sabre threw out some really strong strikes and and suplexes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Shingo held his own with reversals and submissions and mat work. Um, A lot of back and forth. I think it went – it probably went like around the 35 minute mark. Sounds about um, right. Let's for yeah, Japan for New Japan Maine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, Zach really it was main event Zach Saber. He really showed up and and uh and held his own in there against Shingo, working over the arms and kicking the arms, going for a pumpy bomber. There's one point I wish I had the the patience to try and actually, you know, freeze frame it and pinpoint the actual moment where Zach Saber's junior's heart breaks, because you know, He's good. He knows he's about to eat a pumping bomber. Yeah, his face just totally fucking goes, goes like, uh, goes soft, and it's just like, oh fuck, here we go. You, <laughs> you see it in his eyes, and I just, I just want to pinpoint that and screenshot it because you know it's the point right before his soul leaves his body. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was a high. Would would recommend uh, watching this match. Um, you know, ends with a with a made in Japan. Um, or I'm sorry, last of the dry. They're the same fucking move. All right, like, what's the, what really is the, one, you start, you know, lifting him up, and then the other one starts in the fireman's carry. It's the same fucking move, Shingo. I love you, dude. One's higher up. That's, it's that's the same the fucking move. One's more okay? explosive. <laughs> and I get confused as to which is which, because I'm not that surprised. <laughs> but uh, I would recommend watching it. Very, very strong stuff from Zack Sabre um, and Shingo, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the, after the match, uh, Shingo's celebrating, and then Okada comes out. There was no uh, U.S. feed to this show, so I have no idea what was said. But okay. all I heard was G1 Climax winner in Tokyo Dome a couple times. So yeah. you know where this is going. Uh, yeah. So uh, a, a question to you. Do you think that this is going to be because uh, Okada is uh, actually carrying around <laughs> the old IWGP? Yeah. Do you think they're going to swap the belts back? I hope not. That would show a sign of weakness. Um, you know, just you made the choice. Run with the choice, despite your top guys, you know, persists, persistence and insistence here. Um, as much as I love the, you know, the IWGP belt that was you know, used, the one Okada's carrying around, mm-hmm. I like that more than the one Shingo has. But I feel like it would just almost invalidate both Osprey and Shingo and their mm-hmm. reigns. And Obushi, too, because he's the one who first uh, um, had it, right? Yeah, he won the inaugural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because well, he, he had the it was, double It's his idea. Then. He's like, I want one belt. And then he got yeah. a belt that looked really good on him and kind of silly in other <laughs> scenarios. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Shingo also has a cool uh, mask for his entrance. It's now like three quarter dragon with kind of like oh, nice. one, one quarter eye Terminator esque sort of uh, thing going on there. Um, Note to so. self, don't skip the intros. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Plus his theme kind of rules. Yes. So. Absolutely does. Dirty riffage. But yeah, that was uh, that was power struggle. No, uh, no other reveals or nobody else popped up uh, that I what, saw. One thing did come up uh, during the post show press oh, conference. Okada yeah, yeah. officially challenging Buddy Matthews, the former Buddy Murphy, to the battle at San Jose, which yeah, is buddy. Uh, next, next weekend. weekend. Yeah, same yeah. as full gear, which is crazy yep. to think about. So uh, yeah. that, that reminds me, uh, as we talk about this company, uh, you'll be getting our full full gear report next Sunday, I guess, because uh, it's oh yeah, because Sunday Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah, the post. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, you'll be getting that. We're very excited for that show. But it was. An auspicious and uh, kind of drama-filled week for AEW. Um, mm-hmm. 
it was supposed to be a big week. We were going to find out uh, who's going to the finals of the world title eliminator. Uh, we had the release of John Moxley's book, which uh, I finished last night. Um, oh, did you? Yes. Very enjoyable. It reminds me a lot of Seth Rogen's book in that it's like, here's a bunch of random stories from my life as opposed to sure. page one was, I was born, John. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And then the last page is, you know, oh, and then I won the AEW world title. Um, right. No, it's, it's, it's very entertaining. Uh, I will say... Given the news that came out this week, a lot of stories about drinking and a lot of stories, especially in the CZW days, about doing coke. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, he, uh, just from interviews and stuff, even stuff from Renee talking about how there's always Jack Daniels around. Um, you know, it wasn't a total shock to me when it was announced that uh, on, on Wednesday, what morning, right? Uh, yeah, it was. It was or late Tuesday, Tuesday night, late Tuesday. Uh, almost almost midnight Eastern time. Um, Tony Khan took to Twitter saying, quote, John Moxley has allowed me to share with you that he's entering an inpatient alcohol treatment program. <clears throat> John is a beloved member of the AEW family. We all stand with him and Renee and all of his family and friends as he shifts his focus to recovery. John is making a very brave choice to get help and we're embracing his choice and supporting him however we can. Proud to call John a friend, and like many of you, I'm also a fan of Mox and look forward to a time in the future when he's eventually ready to return to the ring. Till then, thank you for supporting John and respecting his privacy at this time. And then, of course, uh, appropriately enough, if you or a loved one need help, please reach out to, and he gave the the SAMHSA uh, National Helpline number. Um, kind of a, a, a gut punch, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, pro wrestling as a business is just absolutely covered in stories of wild nights and excess excess and debauchery. Um, yeah. You know, uh, it, it, it's less so now in the modern era. Um, I don't know if it's cause guys are more buttoned up. I mean, it sounds like they are cause you know, there's entire swaths of the AEW roster who are known as straight edge or yeah. non drinkers or, uh, generally teetotalers or, or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just 10 years ago, you know, if you were the young boy, you had to go uh, the, the, the new recruit to the roster to go out and buy cases of beer for the boys and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's definitely been a, a shift in that mentality, but still, you know, they wrestlers love to tie one on and close down the bar after the show and, yeah. and, and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. What exactly was the tipping point? You know, the, there's whole elements of this which involve the the life and livelihood of this man and, and not what he does in ring or on screen that we don't have access to and appropriately so. Um, I, I do think, though, it is a bold move for a guy who is in the midst of a very hot period in his career. Yeah. To step aside and say, I got to figure my shit out. Yeah. Um, I mean, if there's anything that you can take away from whether it's the the book itself or the press that he's doing is, you know, how much he loves Renee, how much he loves his daughter, how much he cares about his family and, and how important that is to him and how much that has had a change in him as an individual. And if this is just part of getting his shit right, you know, that's awesome. And uh, it's really all you can say. We, we hope the best for yeah. the dude. and. Look, no, there are a few things better for you in pro wrestling than when you get to come back. I yep, mean, that's true. You can't they can't miss you if you're not gone away. Uh, yeah. And um, 
for as much as it looked like Mox was maybe heading toward a heel turn. Yeah. Uh, that dude's not going to be a heel anytime soon. Because no. when, when that music hits, please go back to the old one. We don't need one I, old thing. Yeah, I think you'd have to at this point. Well, yeah. Whenever it happens. Yeah. Uh, people will lose their fucking mind. And yeah. uh, it, it'll be great. AEW handled it very well. Uh, they were going to be finding a replacement for John Moxley in the semifinal against Orange Cassidy. Your boys had our hopes met as it would be Miro uh, in the main event of Dynamite. But um, I, I will say, as we talk about the show, uh, they addressed it right at the top in commentary. They did not Without say, giving too many details, yeah. yes. They just Cassidy. said that, that John Moxley was... Uh, undergoing treatment, and they were wishing him the best. They did not say yeah. what for, why for, anything like that. That would be addressed a, a bit more clearly later yeah. on in the show. But again, we'll get there. Um, Dynamite kicked off live with a match that was added on Wednesday. Uh, a rematch from the April 2020 Georgia tapings right in the heat of COVID. It was Kenny Omega going one-on-one with Alan Angels. Yeah, who's now maskless. He's yes. lost. Has that been a while on BTE? Because I haven't really. Uh, I feel like it's a more recent thing. Um, okay. I, right. I don't follow BTE week to week to week. I just catch gotcha, gotcha. bits and pieces here and there. Because he's also on Sammy's vlog. He's a part of Sammy's vlog crew, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yes, yes that is correct. Uh, also found out he's 23. And goddamn if he doesn't look like yeah. he's in his mid-30s. <laughs> yeah, he uh, fucking does. Wow. Uh, but this was the match that uh, broke the internet back in April 2020 as Kenny sold too much for a guy we'd never heard of well guess what kenny was selling his ass off again um yeah this match was a lot of fun uh alan angels is a real talent uh just one of those guys who's kind of being kept in the pocket of aew and you you don't really get to see him shine out he looked great here he did he did it was a very very fun match you know he was able to to show what he's able to do kenny you know like like you said he sold his ass off but not you know, in a overly dramatic, unbelievable way, everything that hit was was crisp in there, and it felt uh, uh, felt felt right. Um, and then, of course, you know, there wasn't any way he was going to fucking beat Kenny Omega here. Nobody, no, no. I don't think anybody expected that. However, he ate three fucking V triggers on the road to the finish. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got absolutely did. murked with them. Uh, and then yeah. post match, Kenny wanted to continue to beat down. Uh, said into the mic that uh, Alan Angels had ruined his career. Nice little <laughs> wink and a nod to uh-huh. past controversy. Pull, uh, asked Nakazawa to uh, pull out a chair, gives it to him. Omega's going for the one wing angel. Out comes Hangman Page to a big pop from the crowd. Massive pop. In Missouri. Uh, yeah. Omega ducks to avoid a buckshot lariat. Page stands tall, belts in the ring. Page grabs the microphone. Has the uh, belt says, hey, you might want to hold on to this because you only got 10 days left. Great fucking line. That's all you needed to say. Yeah. Right there, yeah. man. He, Dude he, is. He's he's ready. Oh, fuck. Dude, the the, the, the train is already halfway there, man. Yeah. You know, it, it's he's full gear. Uh, he's full gear head here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he, he this is it. This is yeah. I'm fucking stoked. In a pre-tape from Malachi Black, I'm going to fuck up the way he said it, but I enjoyed the idea. He was talking about how he was banned by Tony Khan from ringside for the mm-hmm. Andrade-Cody Rhodes match. However, there was more than one guy who stabbed Caesar. Yeah, yeah, which, that's that's the good paraphrase. Yes, I, I, I liked that quite a bit. CM Punk comes out. Big Pop doesn't do his normal run around the ring and all that stuff because he has two messages. And the first one was about John Moxley. 
Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't want you to cheer for me. I want you to cheer for Mox. I want you to chant for him. And uh, he started talking about, you know, he understands the difficulty uh, of being a star of that caliber. And like the crowd went dead silent. You could hear a pin drop while yeah. Punk was talking. Like, you can we were, command a crowd. Yeah, we were getting fucking real here. But he was talking about, you know, how it's, it's, how it's a hamster wheel. And yeah. sometimes you got to know when you got to get off and Moxley made the call and you know, he's proud of him. And if there's anybody at home, he said, look, you know, call someone, text someone, reach out to someone. If you need help, go and get it. And right. Uh, I thought, meanwhile, had well this handled. been, had this been WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Took his ball somebody, and got home. Ah! Some, somebody would have been out there chugging a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah. So. yeah that or <laughs> somebody would have been dressed up as drunk Mox or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Uh, but he said the other person that wasn't there was Eddie Kingston. More about that came out on Friday, which I yeah. love. But he said, uh, Eddie Kingston, not there. He said, there's no beef between us. I- I- I'd fight him here tonight, but he's not here. So he said, St. Louis, Rampage on Friday. I want an apology. So they were going to have a confrontation on Friday. Video package with Miro addressing his god. He said he's finally placed in the title race. He will become champion and then his God will be forgiven. So we were getting Miro in the main event. Very exciting. Hell yeah. Super click. We're backstage with Alex Marvez. Adam Cole said that everything that happened last week was a fluke. Nick Jackson said they're tough guys. They're not afraid of anybody. So here comes Christian cage and uh, Jurassic express turns into a brawl, which goes out into the crowd all sorts of violence, including a crazy dive off the stage by Jungle Boy onto the yeah. super click, and it all gets capped off with a concerto. Yeah. Christian onto Adam Cole, baby. Complete with uh, the Twitch. Love yes. the Twitch. Yes. I mean, there's one thing we know about Adam Cole is that he loves Twitch. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Can we, get some, can we get some hype in the chat for that one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, nice. We had a triple. Oh, sorry, we had a video promo for the Ruby Soho Chris Statlander match coming up uh, for the TBS tournament. Nice little yeah. promo. Put them both over. Um, Statlander needs to be allowed to talk more. I I find her interesting on the mic. Like, yeah, I, she's got a casual charisma going about her. Despite uh, what Justin feels about Chris Statlander, which you can listen to on the Patreon at the five dollar yeah. tier, uh, I'm I'm all in. So, yeah. or, or not just you know. Not just that ass for other reasons too. She's a, she's a very good professional wrestler. So. There's a triple A tag team titles on the line. FTR facing a team of random luchadors who turned out to be Aerostar and the former Kalisto Samurai Del Sol. Fuck yeah, brother. So good seeing Aerostar again. Unfortunately, there wasn't a really tall thing for him to jump off of. Although yeah. I do appreciate your Photoshop yeah, of you. him jumping off the St. Louis Arch. That was uh, <laughs> that popped me. <laughs> oh, is it jumping or more falling? It is more of a fall. A question asked every time Aerostar yeah. does something. Yeah. Uh, and Aerostar looked to absolutely have fucked up his ankle in this match, as he is wont to do. <laughs> um, that said, FTR looks really good, even with their weird-ass uh, Midnight Express theme. Do not uh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> they, do not they, care they for look it really at good all. uh they're very good at catching flippy dudes it turns out which yeah I, I didn't know that they entirely had in them um so i'm i'm excited to see them kind of go on a tear here i'd love to see how they do in triple a uh, i will say for a while there i was like why do their knee pads have the u.s flag and the italian flag what's <laughs> what's going on here 
Is it the me- is it the Mexican flag? It's the Mexican flag. Okay, I'm an idiot. Right. That's that's, like, Wait a that's the moral of the story. I'm dumb. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're they're resurrecting the the FBI gimmick. Okay, full blooded Italians. They're going to yeah. bring in Vinny Massaro, and he, they're going to out. Tully's getting Tully's hitting the bricks. All right, they're done, they're done dealing with Tully. All right, they yeah. need to bring in uh, fucking uh, Vincenzo Massaro to be their to be yeah. their manager and yeah. pizza delivery man, and um, you know maybe. Tony yeah. Mama Luke and Tommy Rich and let's do the whole thing. Yeah. What's, did, what's did Guido Maritano doing these days? Did the uh, did the Tony Soprano ripoff guy get released from NXT or is he still there? He's still there. He's still, he's still there. there. He's okay. one of the guys who's most over right now. Like that that guy's going to yeah. be a thing in like a year. Do you know what he dressed up as for Halloween? Uh, what did he dress up as for Halloween? A gabagool. <laughs> should, I, should I end the show now? Should we just... <laughs> Uh, Come on. Aerostar is a guy I'd love to see in an AEW ring again. (laughs) Samurai Del Sol, probably not going to be based off of um, the double teaming of him by Chris Jericho and Amanda Huber on Twitter, (sighs) invoking praying to Brody. Uh, mm, All right. So. Maybe it was a bit of a what was the phrase clout chasing or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But you don't know. Maybe they had a relationship that I, I will say Amanda Huber had said in some. And I will say this: Why Amanda Huber's having these conversations with fans? Right? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a messy messy thing, especially now that she's full on employed by AEW as like an outreach coordinator. I'm just thinking this shit should have been handled over text. Like yes, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, you know, uh, he wasn't there for Brody and in, in the end and, and did not reach out and all these things. And it's like, uh, this is uncomfortable. Did he know? I mean, I don't know. See, I, I, I don't know any of this. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm not, you know, I'm what, not, what I know is it was incredibly uncomfortable. It, and we're it, probably yeah. never going to see Kalisto in an AEW ring again. Those are the two I mean, things I could take away from this. Chris, but also Chris Jericho, like. Shut up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you 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 and your questionable, uh, uh, you know, wife's uh, attendance on uh, January 6th somewhere. I, I, I will say this. Props to the – I forget who it was on Wrestling Twitter, yeah. but props to the person who was like, hey, look, even Chris misspells names sometimes and then shows the donations under multiple yes. names. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that some kind of election fraud? Because – if you're a little bit, <laughs> I mean, can we get the uh, uh, who investigates that? Uh, what what the, what branch of the uh, you know? I don't that's fucking like, know. That's DOJ, DOJ, that the, I guess. You know, <laughs> SEC. Knows. I don't fucking know. Uh, MTV. Let's get them. Yeah, on let's get Waystar Royco on that. Let's go. <laughs> oh wait, you still haven't watched Succession? Okay, I, I I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Inner okay. Circle picked their opponents for America's top team in a really fun segment. Ah, you like this? This was way too fucking long. This was uh, way it was, too it long. was long, but Dan Lambert was a fucking hoot. I will say this: if <laughs> if the Inner Circle getting to pick their opponents, why the fuck are they picking Andre Arlovsky and Junior Dos Santos? Pick P P. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Paige Van Sants. Pick her nothing husband. Like, yeah. go bottom the barrel on America Top Team. Like, yeah, Dan Lambert makes yeah. sense. But yeah. 
strategically it doesn't make sense, but they're trying to sell a pay-per-view. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to get that pay-per-view bonus. So they had to get at least one former champion in there. Yeah. Uh, but Paige Van Sant uh, was the second most uh, interesting member of ATT. And of course she's not in the match. So she's very natural on the mic. Like yes. she really gets pro wrestling. Um, I would like to like, I we were texting about this. I really wish the inner circle had a female. Yeah. Um, you know, for a multitude of reasons, but yes. you know, this, <laughs> this one being specific here. Um, but, and then, then I, I think I tweeted this out. They, the match graphic for, for full gear. Yeah. Dan, Dan Lambert's face is just a 20 out of 10. Just yeah. so he, he, he understands the assignment to speak in internet talk. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this segment was just too long and too many, uh, maybe, uh, another misogynistic, uh, overdose from Chris Jericho here, but you yeah. Know. Uh, and, and Jericho could stand to be a lot more subtle. I know it's pro wrestling, but when she said, I'll take all five of us on by yourself, he repeated yeah. it and is like, well, I won't make the joke. Yeah. Like he could have just been. All five of us. All right. Like there, there's yeah. a way to, to do, get the same thing with a lesser read, but you know, I'm asking, are, are you Jericho? Are, to do it. I was going to say, you're yeah. asking Chris Jericho to be subtle. That is the, that is the <laughs> antithesis of his entire fucking pro wrestling career. Fair He's point. been extra the entire fucking way. Leo rush and the human wheatgrass Dante Martin were <laughs> being interviewed backstage. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's like a scarecrow come to life. Like he, he's, he there's, you know, there's uh it's just, just fucking there. It's just there. Decoration. <laughs> just sitting there as decoration. They got interrupted. They got interrupted by Matt Zidal who wants uh, a tag match. And he's like, Hey, I got Lee Moriarty now. Let's have a tag match. And they will next week on Dynamite. Cool. Uh, TBS Championship Tournament, Jamie Hayter against Anna Jay. I was surprised Jamie ended up winning. I thought it was going to be Anna Jay. Um, this well, no, was, was okay. Gonna... Yeah. Uh, Anna, uh, Anna, 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 whatever it is. Anna Jay, Anna Jay. Uh, Jay gets lost. I, I, think, I think she's got the yips since she came back from her uh shoulder surgery such of the yips yeah because she definitely is a lot more self-aware in the ring which is probably the worst thing you can be yeah yeah um because that's how people get hurt you just become not quite as bad as red velvet but we'll get to that in a minute yes um heels beat down jay after the match so out comes tay conti because she's having a match with Britt baker and then out comes linda rosa who's facing jamie Hayter in the next round and that should be fucking awesome yeah yeah, yeah. Jake Cargill had a, a promo. Match oh, sorry, well. go ahead. And it leads to a triple threat match as well. Yes. Uh, Not Car- triple threat, trio uh, match. Yes. I apologize. Six you know what tag. I mean. Jake Cargill yeah. and Mark Sterling were backstage. Jake said, bitch, and we all moved on. Yep, pretty much. MJF came out for a promo talking about Darby Allen. This was probably the best of the MJF talking shit about Darby Allen promos yet because it was concise. It was, it was to the point. Like... Yeah, MJF has always been very gifted on the mic, but he's kind of learning that he doesn't need to say all of the clever things he thought up. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, which is uh, a rare talent, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, something that you wish uh, one Chris Jericho would have been able to pick up on right. when they were in a program together. Uh, but Darby's in the crowd. They end up having a brawl. Darby Allen had this awesome moment where he parted oh, the Jesus. crowd. Yeah, he and did. Launched himself into uh, MJF, sending him over the uh, the guardrail. Guard it was uh, fantastic. Yeah, uh, that that should be 
in like the fucking dynamite open montage moving yeah. forward. Like it was I'm just a you. cool shot. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have a big time match between them at Full Gear. We had Andrade El Idolo versus Cody Rhodes. Andrade is full on ready to go now. Like, dude is dude set. P- Pac- he had to get his uh, he had to get his legs under him. Here. Yeah, I think I think he finally did. As Pac played the role of Tay Diggs and gave him that groove. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely uh, he's in the pocket. He's 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 where he needs to be right now. Yes. Um, and l- last night he had a, a taping on Dark against uh, Warhorse. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'd imagine Andrade won that match. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes. Yeah. Um, curious, curious to see how it uh, how it looks. I may actually check that out on Dark. Uh, during the match, uh, Cody goes to uh, dive to the outside. As he dives out from under the ring comes FTR mm-hmm. as they hit Cody with the belt on that dive. Andrade then hits the hammerlock DDT for a pin. Beautifully, man! Cody ate the fuck out of that hammerlock DDT. Yes, yes, indeed. FTR and Tolly uh, hold up Cody as they all beat him down. Arn and Tolly get face to face, which was kind yeah. of an awesome moment. I wanted the old dudes to throw down, but out come the Lucha Bros. As <laughs> okay, so Phoenix is cosplaying as a lumberjack, and Penta is wearing a very sensible sweater. I think we need to talk about the AEW ramp here. Okay, <laughs> I think. It's too steep because when people run out to make the save or to get involved somehow, they end up (laughs) running down super carefully as to not fucking Titus O'Neil themselves. Yeah. And it happened to Phoenix and Penta on on Wednesday. It happened again last night. Yeah, with the brigade of referees. Yeah, Paul Turner looked like he was fucking ice skating with rollerblades on uh, going down the ramp here. So, yeah, I I feel like maybe for safety's sake, um, drop the stage down a little bit if you can there, uh, TK, just because it it makes these people look like clowns when they're coming in to look like a badass. Yeah, it, 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 it was not great. And Justin pointed out that Penta and uh, I think it was Dax had a real ugly looking brawl. It was not yeah. what the camera was focused on, but it was very bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to hit you now. Uh, you're going to hit me now. Yeah, yeah, fella, square up. Yeah, it was not yeah, very good. It was, it was weird. And uh, at this point, it was 948. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, all right, let's go. go to the fireworks factory. Let's do the damn thing. Yeah. Give me Miro and OC. And instead, we've got Tony Schiavone in the ring with John Silver with a promo that basically is just designed to explain, to explain. the yeah. past few weeks of BTE. I love John yeah. Silver. I've got nothing against John Silver. That match, as we'll talk about if you fucking ruled. Yeah. Why the fuck is this taking up time on TV to where the main event is seven minutes long? Like two and, and half, half of it in PIP. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Very I mean, weird. maybe this is a, uh, um, uh, a warning to maybe not do so much storyline heavy lifting on BTE. <laughs> I mean, they did explain it a shit ton on uh, rampage as the match was happening, but Still, yeah, th- this was not the time to do that. You t- you took you took precious moments away from OC and Miro, uh, which I guess for OC's sake is kind of better that they did. Because <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I-, I think OC was pretty happy with that match only running seven minutes because he ate all of the shit. 
Yeah, I mean, he got the one big offensive, uh, like, plancha through the table onto Miro on the outside, the timekeeper's table. So, um, so yeah, there, there was that. But, uh, but yeah, th- this match was was short and brutal because Miro kind of Miro handled uh, yeah. Juice Man. Uh, and, and you could tell that this was not the plan. Miro comes out. He still has his old Tron for half a second that says he's the <laughs> TNT champion. The booth just was like, fuck, take it off. Take it yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, God, th- there there was a moment. Uh, and I talked about this on, on Schlegel's Zopbox, but still, there was a moment where Miro, during his intro, like, the camera zooms up and you just see him look up at the sky to yeah. his god who has forsaken him. And he just quirks his eyebrow like, you motherfucker. A little side <laughs> eye. It was so good. It was so yeah. subtle. It was so perfect. I loved it. Miro wins. And then uh, Danielson, who was on commentary, gets in the face of Miro. I can't fucking wait for that match. Uh, apparently, this is only going to be the second time that Miro and Brian Danielson have had a singles match. Uh, the last time it happened was a Money in the Bank qualifier back in 2018. Wow. Uh, I can only imagine Daniel Bryan won that one. Yes, but uh, goddamn should rule. And speaking of. Well, well, oh, well since ahead. we're talking about it, let me ask you this. What I could see a world where Miro beats Daniel Bryan. Same. I, I absolutely could. This is a uh, this this is a match where I could see either victory happening because yeah. Danielson Hangman Page has money written all over it. Hangman Page Miro maybe not as much money written all over it, but a very intriguing match. Yeah, and I wouldn't think you know I saw somebody post out a uh, a theory on Twitter that you know the the great thing about this whole page buildup has been the chase yeah. and how is he going to be his champion does he drop it in his first t- defense to a uh, Brian Danielson and I, could, I feel like again, Mox was going to win it you know win the whole thing and it was going to be you know face page versus heel Mox I feel like that was the original idea so we're right. we're definitely in choppier waters in terms of long term storytelling because AEW's got to run back and and figure out what they're going to do and and that sort of thing. Um, Danielson doesn't need the belt. At no, all. not at all. He's doing especially if he's going to be going to Japan. Uh, yeah, hypothetically, hypothetically. But you got you have to imagine that Nero you know, is world champion. That would be very interesting. <clears throat> Well, not only that, like, I feel like, you know, you want to have the super baby face Adam Page against uh, a heel monster. And granted, yeah. Brian, you know, in his <laughs> can work heel and yeah. be very aggressive yeah. in that sort of thing. But, you know, I feel like if you put Brian and Page together, hypothetically, yeah. you have a split crowd uh, at best. And I feel like you want you know, not to have that at that point for a big hypothetical first big defense for Hangman Page. Um, so I think I think Miro beats Brian. One, you know, it, it really doesn't hurt Brian's stock no. that well because no, Miro is a former champ, a world beater, and it helps boost Miro back up into, you know, uh, relevance and, and a main event sort of scene. So I'm, I'm actually leaning towards Miro beating Brian at full gear. That would be awesome. I, I, I it, for that and uh, a match that got signed on uh, last night's rampage, which we'll talk about in just a moment. I could see going either way. So yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting show to see how it plays out. Uh, but rampage. Oh, uh, let me hit ye old rampage button.
Rampage kicked off live from St. Louis. It's going to be all live shows all the way through and including uh, All Out, by the way. Oh, wow. Yes. Even for Ram- all Rampages live? Yeah, Rampage. Well, okay. I mean, you know, it's only till next week, but Dynamite's going to be live. Rampage. You said until, oh, you said you said until all out. I was like, wait, oh, a minute. sorry, not all out. Oh, until full gear. I'm like, that's a long time. My away. apologies. My apologies. <laughs> that's next September, brother. Yes, <laughs> brother. Uh, show kicked off with Brian Danielson against Anthony Bowen. The concept of this match was the acclaimed on live shows have been calling out Tony Khan. So Tony Khan says, "All right, awesome. I got a match for you." And it's Anthony Bowen getting a shot against Brian Danielson. This feels to me like Danielson was like, hey, I want to work that guy. <laughs> yeah. And that and I'm perfectly fine with that. Bowen's held his own. Yeah. The match was was really good, but really Max Caster stole the entire fucking everything yeah. with his pre-show rap, which I think tops the one he did on Mox uh months ago. Yes. Uh man, that shit was that yeah. the, the acclaimed you know, careers faster than your father in law. <laughs> not wow. only that you're only famous because of your wife's reality show like there was <laughs> it, it, brian was trying to hold back a laugh yes <laughs> yes i have a feeling he did i mean i don't know if he knew or not what was coming um yeah. but man I, that shit that shit was great that popped I, me big. i would guess that max caster <clears throat> has a conversation with the guy in so much as what's on limits what's off right limits, right right and doesn't share anything else yeah yeah, that that would be that would be smart. Um, uh, you know, especially since he's gotten into a little trouble for, <laughs> for yes, for his uh, for, for his reason. raps in the past. But yeah, that that shit yeah. was great. The match was really fun. Bowen's really held his own in there yeah. against fucking Daniel Bryan. Bowen's Bryan, a talented uh, dude, man. Bryan like Danielson. he's you know I never thought he was bad, but he's really got some skills. He, uh, yeah. you know, much t- like talking about Alan Angels on on Dynamite. Yeah. It's like oh, this guy's kind of been. Sitting right there. Sitting right there the whole time. And yeah. they could have been doing more. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, so then uh, well, Danielson wins. Surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had a. With, uh, what, he got him in a crossface, right? Uh, he hit the LaBelle lock. He actually LaBelle locked lock. into LaBelle lock. So this is the first yeah. time he's won with the LaBelle lock. He did ah. a LaBelle lock uh, towards the end of the draw in of New Omega. York with Omega. But this yeah. is the first time he got a win with it. Got it. Um, so then uh, we went backstage and draw a paying off MJF for the services of FTR. In case you're wondering, two grand to have FTR. I kind of love MJF pimping out uh, FTR yes. <laughs> as his hired gunman. I, also, I, kinda... I love that the money went to MJF. <laughs> yeah, that was my other question. Did not like, go to sh- Dax or Cash, but Dax. Right. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, 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 no. I was going to say, you talking about Dax Hardwood? Yes, Dax Hardwood, as the new uh, figure <laughs> packaging says. Dax oh. will have a one-on-one match with Pac next week, which yeah. is fucking rule. Hell yeah, let's go. Um, so then CM Punk came out. His entrance started before the commercial when he returned, uh, when they returned from the break. Punk was jogging around the ring. And he said, I just want everybody home to think I was jogging for three and a half minutes. Which, <laughs> good line. But he called out Eddie Kingston because he wanted to have that apology. He wanted the confrontation. And what followed was in-ring promo of the year? I like... Uh, a face of... Yeah, a two-person promo of the year? Yeah, back yeah. and forth. I don't think anything has topped it that I can remember. So you had... They were they were on opposite diagonal sides of the ring. You had mm-hmm. Punk on one side. You had Kingston on the other. Both had mics. Kingston explaining he wasn't at the show on Wednesday because he needed two COVID tests because he thought he got exposed. He didn't want anyone sick. He didn't want to get anyone kids sick. He was doing the right thing. Yeah. So first and foremost, how dare you, CM Punk? Yeah. yeah. How dare you? And also, 
you know, uh, you didn't get to go against OC. Awesome. Here's the world's tiniest violin for you, which was so <laughs> great. But then, you know, uh, Kingston talked about like he looked up to all the indie stars, but uh, Punk always looked down on him. He felt like Punk held him back. And so Punk said Kingston couldn't live up to the high standard that I set. That Samoa Joe set, that Brian mm-hmm. Danielson set, that homicide set, and you hear Kingston go, "Don't you say that name?" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Because you're a bum." Oof! Crowd starts booing Punk. Yeah, credit where credit is due. Punk was willing to be the heel aggressor here. Oh, oh I mean, but yeah, Kingston. Yeah, <laughs> he pushed it up a bit because he said, oh, yeah, I'm a bum. Would a bum have main event in full gear? He said, no one in the locker room wants punk there. And he says he wants punk at full gear. Punk says, hey, you know, that's awesome. But I I, I think you're more suited for a match on elevation or dark, <laughs> which <laughs> got great. Kingston even angrier. Kingston starts losing his mind. He says, you know what? Crowd, let me know what you think. OK, we'll do the match with full gear. As Punk's looking to leave, Kingston told Punk, hey, here's an idea. After I beat you, why don't you go away for seven years again? Punk gets all up in Kingston's ass, heads butts him, full-on brawl. Here come yeah. the referees. Here come random lower-rung talent. Here comes Sanjay Dutt, because he's and an agent there now. Judge Jeff Jones. Judge Jeff Jones. They're brawling. They're leaping at each other. Like, this was phenomenal. That... I. I I know we criticize, and I especially criticize when wrestlers get shooty. Yeah. This was a very good hybrid of kayfabe and reality. Yeah. Kingston is a, is a master at it, as is Punk, to take real-life issues and weave them into the the stories being told. I thought this was out of this world great. Yeah. I got to imagine they were hugging each other backstage afterwards, knowing that they just made some fucking magic. They made absolute magic. They made some big time business. And I legit don't know who wins at full gear. My gut says punk, but I think there's more story if Kingston wins, especially through shenaniganry. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely with some shenanigans there. I think, you know, for a first L, for it to be Kingston makes yeah. makes a good amount of sense, especially for the story that they told in the ring last night. Uh, yeah. Uh, that being said, I could still see a world where Eddie eats a GTS and that's it. Um, but man, I I'm frothing for this yes. match now. Speaking of matches, I'm very much looking forward to Jungle Boy Christian Luchasaurus are backstage officially challenging the Super Click for yeah. full gear in a Falls Count Anywhere match, which by the end of the night it was revealed will be on the show. That should be awesome. We had Red Velvet versus The Bunny. I have two questions for you, Chris. When did Mm -hmm. The Bunny get so damn good? And when did Red Velvet start getting worse? (laughs) Uh, I think in the past month or so is the answer to both. (laughs) Um, I really like... Like I know Red Velvet's like a nightmare factory sort of project or or whatever. I just sh- she's not there, man. I'm sorry. Uh, and Bunny has really improved a lot, and yes. I love that. Is this the first time she used that mask to come out with? Because it looks like all fucking creepy sort of. Uh, I, I I think she used to use it when she'd come out butchering the blade. But that that specific one, okay. I think I, so. I, Maybe I, I'm I, wrong. I, I don't it, remember. It, it felt familiar. It, it looked great and she looked great and she did her best to try and make red velvet look great. But red velvet, she's nothing is, is like 
crisp or snug. Everything seems loose. Like she missed a leg lariat by like two feet. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Bunny, you know, sold it and nothing, you know, she kind of seemed like, okay, now I do this and now I do that. You know, yeah, she's yeah. in her head a lot. Yeah. It just, it has not worked for me. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to Jade Cargill kind of woman handling her yes. <laughs> when that match yes. happens next. No disagreement. Uh, then we had the main event, which was Adam Cole and John Silver. They had a great pre-match promo with Mark Henry. Super, super fun. And then the match itself absolutely ruled. John Silver's ready to be a top singles guy there. He's he's anointed. Yeah. Yeah. No, he uh, – well, first of all, he's the only guy that can make Adam Cole look like a giant. So True. that worked out really well True. for him there. Um, but, yeah, he is just a, this ball of aggressive energy but is also this lovable dorky sort of, you know, little package you can fit in your pocket. Yeah. He's it's, 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 it's fantastic. Um, and you know, they, I love the way that AEW books matches in that something that would definitely be a screwy kind of finish in a WWE match is the only a building point to the actual finish here in the AEW sort of things Absolutely agree. with blocking the low, low blow and then John silver hitting a low blow and then going for his finisher, but then a great uh, kick out at two. Like the way things uh, are, are built in are very, very, very entertaining. And I love it. Yes, absolutely fun. Uh, and then it was uh, – uh, this is what we're looking at for Dynamite on Wednesday. Uh, we've got the aforementioned uh, Pack versus Dax Harwood. The trios match you were hinting to before, Thunder Rosa, Tay Conti, and Ana Jay against Dr. Britt Baker, Rebel, and Jamie Hayter, which should be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. The Matt Seidel, Lee Moriarty against Dante Martin and Leo Rush tag match, which should be really good if they're given time. A world title match contract signing for full gear with Adam Page and Kenny Omega. So big go-home promos for both. And then, most intriguingly, Brian Danielson against Rocky Romero. Yeah, again, it's probably just one of those, oh, hey, Rocky's around. I want to fight him. Bring him I, in. No doubt. But I'm also going to point out that Rocky Romero is visiting AEW the same week that he has to be U.S. liaison to guys like Okada and Ishii. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure that doesn't mean anything. (sighs) Well, I mean, Okada's, you know, just spitballing dream scenarios here. You know, Okada Bryant definitely has to happen at some point, but I don't think it happens, you know, for a Wrestle Kingdom. But I feel like an Ishii versus Daniel Bryan at one of the nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Fuck, Ishii versus Bryan at fucking like... Winter is coming or some yeah. shit like, and yeah, at, at any point, yeah, yeah. But Let, in a dome, let's, let's mean, fucking go. Let's, let's do, do the yeah. thing. Uh, Hell yeah! But I mean, even at its core, Rocky Romero, Daniel Bryan, sure, very, very, very good. Stoked and, for that. Uh, very, very excited for that. Yeah, that's all I got, bud. Yeah, that's a uh, that was a lot of it's a lot of wrestling, and then you know, full gear will have happened by the next time we talk. So yeah. congratulations in advance to Hangman Page. Yeah, yeah, so glad you're champion. And uh, you know what I think was most exciting? Uh, we finally had Shock of Shocks. They decided not to go with the ninety day. They got paid out early. Nia Jax making her debut and injuring no less than eight members of the women's division. Congratulations, <laughs> Nia Jax, and very sorry to Jade Cargill. Red Velvet, Jamie Hader, The Bunny, and Anna Jay. Uh, it's been a real joy having all of you wrestle. Now you're all paralyzed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. WWE, WWE.com, and WWE Network subscribers, we, the WWE, have listened, and we've decided to take some of your suggestions to heart. A three-hour Raw? Well, how about this? A four-fucking-hour Raw! You're getting a four-fucking-hour! You thought that Jerry Springer shit was a little bit much? How about this? Jerry Springer, Melissa Rivers, and that fucking weirdo that always does the Bravo Real Housewives end-of-season recaps, they're all coming out for one fucking hour. Deal with that shit. Think three hours is too long? How about this fucknut? 240 minutes of bullshit and you're getting half the matches. Huh? You enjoy seeing Dolph Ziggler? Well, suck a dick! We just traded him to TNA. Here at WWE, we like to pay attention to your suggestions. For example, why not bring up the NXT women's roster to bolster a floundering WWE Divas division? That's why we listen, fuckheads, and every Everyone's fired. Bring it in, she males. Fresh from Thailand. We got chicks, they got dicks, and they can compete in all the different divisions. Cruiserweight, it's back. You'll never see it defended. Hardcore, it's back. You'll never see it defended. We're making more fucking belts. That's right. You want shit combined into one title? Fuck you. That's our message. WWE, $9.99 a month. Fuck you. The WWE would like to thank you for transitioning from generation to generation. From superstars to attitude to ruthless aggression to the all-new WWE Fuck You era. Available now on the WWE Network. WWE. Fuck you.